Hi, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. This is a podcast where I give advice to people who never ask me for it. My name is Jake Sprague. I'm a comedian here in Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles is always sunny, so I call it sunny Los Angeles, California. And I'm here with my guest, Dana Bomar. Hi, Dana. Hi. Um, I was considering making you co-host. And? You didn't fill out any of the paperwork. I never got it. You... You never asked. <laughs> and I think that may be the most telling thing. Um, can you resend it? I didn't ever send it because oh. you never asked. Okay, so I'm asking officially now. Please send over the paperwork. Deadline. The deadline's passed. Don't you make up these deadlines? Yeah, and I stick to them. The deadline's <laughs> passed. So we'll, we'll, look, we'll have to look into this in the future. But for now, you're just going to be a guest. Okay, we'll just send it over and then I'll have it ready so that when in the future you're ready to accept again, I can just send it in. There's no question that the paperwork is going to change between this round of co-host submissions and next round of co-host submissions. <laughs> well, at least you'll get the most, you know, all the information that you need. Can I give you a piece of advice? Yes. Be a little more proactive next time. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I'm here with Dana, my guest, and my wife as well, in case people didn't know that. Guest first, wife second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're going to give some advice uh, to some people today. This comes from the Am I the Asshole subreddit. And we talked about one of these before, so I just thought, okay... Let's get into one more of these so we can see if the situation ever feels any different. This topic, was I being the asshole for having an unequal will drafted even though my kids are young? Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. What is with what is with everyone? Look, I get it if one of your kids is a murderer or something. Maybe you don't want to leave them the same amount. Uh, but what is with everyone drafting these weird wills? Yeah, it feels like they're setting their kids up for huge drama. Because I feel like they're, not every family, but um, a lot of families have issues when it comes to the will and dividing assets when like their parents pass away. Um and it feels like it's caused by the children. But this situation feels like this is absolutely started from the parents. Like, you wouldn't blame these kids for having, you know, all this kind of drama and, you know what I mean, chaos mm -hmm. around the death. Because the parents set up this weird situation. What do you think someone would have to... What would You have multiple children in this scenario. What would one of them have to do for you to go, all right... I need to alter this will so that it's not equal. Uh, Which, by the way, I do think I in a will, know. you can have clauses about things. So you can have something in a will where uh, this person doesn't get this until they say uh, gets a four-year degree in a university. Or this person doesn't get this will if they're, I don't know, incarcerated for drug stuff or something like that you know if they if they're like kids selling uh, you know, slang and dope or something i don't know it's really hard because my only my first thought is if one of your kids has a gambling addiction or a drug addiction where you know giving them this money actually hurts them sure but it still seems weird yeah and they could double it 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they have a gambling addiction, they could double it. Yeah. But I don't know. It just feels like you're dead. Even if whatever portion just gets thrown away. But I guess... Who cares? I don't know. Well, but... And then I guess maybe... What if the will is not even unequal? What if it's just... I mean, this is unequal, but what if instead of giving the money to that kid, because they think it's just a disaster, they gave it to a charity or something? Do you still feel like... I mean, I, I... Gosh, this is so hard. I know. It's going going away anyway. I know, I know. But but I guess the thought is, as you were saying, let's say they have like serious addiction issues. Like maybe they think if I give them this person money, they're going to die. Right. They have the money to, you know, uh, get enough drugs to overdose. They could overdose on marijuana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the situation would be in that case. How you would make sure they felt supported and that you want the best for them. And then it's not just withholding because they weren't up to your standards. Sure, yeah, they didn't make the decisions you wanted them to make. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure. But obviously, whatever situation this is, um, feels like needs to have like a very open communication with the kids. Yes. Uh, well, absolutely. Uh, now, like quick. This one in this top one, the kids are young. Yes. So they've done nothing. Well, so the crazy thing is deciding how someone's going to be when they're, I don't know how young this person means, but let's say they're 16, you know? Deciding how someone's life's going to go when someone's 16, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, there's just, no way you could know. No, because. I'm not the same as I was at 16 mm-hmm. and I would hope that most people aren't the same at 16. So to judge somebody based on their actions at 16 feels completely unfair. Yeah. It's uh let's we'll hop into this. I had or another, even younger. I had another. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if they're eight? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what? Just... This one's not getting any money. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm 44. With an 18-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old Ooh, son. Okay. Who do you think's not getting the money? The son, right? I don't know. Well, maybe the 18-year-old because oh. she's probably gone and out of the house and maybe you like, think fuck she's you. A, yeah, she's already doing her thing. But okay. again, like to judge her based on this age and feels wrong, but I don't know the situation. I, I feel like this is money not going to the son, but we'll see. I think it's to the 18-year-old. I'm a single father since my wife passed three years ago. Not that it's relevant, but both she and our second daughter passed during childbirth. Oh, my God. Boy, yeah. Oh, oh, I actually, the whole, the weight of what he said just hit me. What do you mean? For a second, I thought they had a miscarriage. Years later, she died. Now I'm realizing she died during childbirth. That's very hard. Okay. You know when you're just reading something? (laughs) You're just moving on. You don't even realize what happened. And it's one sentence in this person's story. And it's It's a big one. Yeah. Okay. I've been dealing with thoughts of mortality and death recently and figured I should get a will drafted to ensure my children are secure. I can't believe this person didn't have a will together. And he has an 18 year old and a 16 year old. And his wife died. And he's like, unexpectedly. I'm thinking about getting this will together. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Even though they're still young, I think at this point, how they act and behave resembles what they will as they're older. No. I think most people become themselves around these ages. Wow, I really don't agree. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think some people get stuck in that age. I do know people who have done that. But I do not think 
most of the people I know are the exact same as they were when they were 16. No, life life hasn't even If that was happened. the case, everyone would be like smacking each other on the dick all the time doing <laughs> sack taps. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, they it, still are. I haven't had I, someone like sack tap me in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, I don't run in those kind of circles and I didn't at 16, so maybe they're still doing it. That's that was my circle. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I don't know anyone who is the same at 16. I know people who've seriously been total messes, have uh gone completely sober, have turned their lives around. Like I know people who uh, crazy party animals had a kid, really cleaned themselves up. Like I know tons of different people, way different than when they were 18. Yeah, I think that maybe their, I don't know, the what they gravitate towards maybe would be similar, but life hasn't really happened for these two yet. There's going to be so many life circumstances that are going to change how they react, what they're interested in, the course of their life, and I, I don't think you're who you are at 18. No, I not at all. No. I don't think at all. No. I think you're right. You haven't you haven't you've been molded by this really sh- like specific existence for a long time in school. Like your kind of your school life is like this really isolated thing. Even though there are lots of kids around, but it's very specific. And I don't I don't think it's until you get out there in the world and your point of view on things is challenged, your yeah. the way you grew up is challenged, uh, that you start to sort of become the kind of person that you actually will be. And I think that's probably a, a continual evolution. For sure. I think you'll be different at 30 than when you're 40. When you're – like I think you will continue to – I guess unless – you don't do anything different in your life. Even but. if you do nothing different, things around you will be different, right? So these two children have experienced huge tragedy mm-hmm. with their mother yeah. and sibling dying. And that, I guarantee, has probably impacted the two of them in such a large way that maybe they are acting out right. in a different way because of this. Maybe they're, they are, I don't know, they haven't fully coped with this yet yeah. and to judge them said this happened when a this few happened years ago. uh three years ago so when this kid was 13 i mean that and the like other a, was 15 those feel like pretty their mother died during childbirth yeah those feels like really crazy uh times without that and then just like you know what this kid's a piece of shit. It's yeah. <laughs> so weird. Okay. And they, they might be right now. I mean, they might be Probably. just in general. And then on top of that, that's a pretty extreme thing to be dealing with. Yeah. And they're probably, you know, maybe not using the healthiest of coping mm-hmm. <laughs> mechanisms yet. But they haven't learned they haven't learned healthy ways to deal with things yet. Mm-hmm. They're so young. They're so young and they're dealing with a lot of crazy stuff. Right? So here we go. I want to split it 90-10, favoring <gasps> my... Son. Daughter. She's about to graduate university after an accelerated high school program, and my son wants to drop out the moment he can. Here, it's 17. Here's a few things my son has done or has been a part of that cements my idea. Really quick, though. I I think I feel like we've talked about this a lot, but I'm not sure why uh, people still feel like college and schooling 
is the sign of success? Well, I think it's a, it's um, it, it's like a. There are studies that show that people with college degrees earn more on average. I think it shows a follow through with some things. Yes. Um, but I but I agree. It but is it is uh, very much like those like oh this person went to college they must have their stuff together when it's like I I think every single person who's been me too recently is a college graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's just weird to judge the success level of his son based on whether or not he goes to school or not. Yeah, because there are so many people who find what they love to do it requires no schooling do you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. i think have your basic you know you should know how to read write and do basic math and you know you should be what if he doesn't even know how to do basic math whatever i'm talking (laughs) some simple mental math honestly what if you go five times five and he goes i don't know 30 i mean honestly who cares? There's phones for that. Siri, he can ask Siri. At this but, point, he if he doesn't know his timetable's up to nine, <laughs> I agree. I agree with this guy. You know what? Fuck it. Up to ten. Because ten's even easier than nine. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I just think it's so weird to write some write your kid off because they don't fit into a very structured system. Well, do you want to hear some of the things? Yes. So here are the things that cements this idea. He got two girls pregnant, both were terminated. Um, okay. He's been expelled from one high school and had to be put in another in a further district. He's already been involved with the police for driving without a license, driving inebriated, and felonious assault with a knife. What does felonious assault mean? Um, it sounds like something we came up with in the 20s. (laughs) It's felonious assault! (laughs) I don't know what it is, but he says it, it means assault with a knife. Did you read that off a piece of paper with a monocle? Yeah. So he, I think, okay, these are not great things. No, but the But he's also so young. Needs. You know what he needs? What? As a father. Yeah. Because this kid's fucking up. And he, he is like, he's doing typical, like, wild young dude shit. All right, I'm going to move on a little bit. Yes. As much as I love my son, since a father's love is unconditional, I don't like him. If that makes sense. Yeah. I believe he has no future and it's not a function of his upbringing. Else my daughter wouldn't be at her point. He's just a bad seed and it can't be helped despite my attempts. Woof. That's a rough thing to say about someone. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I think, I don't know enough about therapy because I've never done it. I ended up doing it just on my own and kind of knocking it out of the park. (laughs) So. And you've never been charged with felonious assault. No. no. Um, (laughs) I feel like this is a situation where this person needs some intervention in their life and and maybe... To me, it feels so obvious that the mother dying Mm -hmm. is this huge thing that clearly to me, this father just sort of... Even in just one sentence was like, hey, my wife died and like moving on. And I get it. He's probably trying to move on the best way that he can. But this happened in such a... I don't know, a crucial point in his son's life. Also, he probably would have been a little bit of a maniac anyway because Mm -hmm. I think teenagers and young people, this is the time where they're rebelling against things, testing their limits. Like This is also um, 
speaking to what you're talking about, th- this is also the time where essentially every young guy who goes to prison and, and does all of the aggressive stuff but between the ages of like 15 and 19 is when all of that happens for young men because uh, they're pretty nuts at that time. So it's not surprising that this would be the period of his life where this is going on. Yeah, but I'm assuming if he gets the right... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it needs to be an intervention or guidance or a father or therapy or whatever. But if he gets some tools to deal with all of this, probably anger, um, sadness with his mom, just in life in general, being mm-hmm. like a teenager, I would imagine after like that window of time, he'd probably cool off a lot more. He might still have that craziness, but it probably wouldn't be. It's this is probably the worst of it. Yes, absolutely. I I would hope so. Um, so. Continuing, he says, My estate isn't huge. I'd give him nothing, but at least 10% of my estate ensures he can't contest it, and it's enough to get him a couple years of rent. If he makes a complete 180, sure, I can get it changed, but I'm confident I won't have to. Oof. Am I the asshole, though? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think so. I think giving up on, on your kid this soon... Without I I understand some of his thought process, you know, but I here here the, you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of going to a restaurant. I think about this all the time when I'm in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I get good service, really good service, I should tip that person forty percent, and when I get really bad service, I should tip that person five percent, two percent. Three <laughs> percent. I don't know what the number is, but I feel like I should do it based on how good the service is. But inevitably, I give just about twenty percent every time. Mm-hmm. Rarely do I re- really reward the great service. I feel like I should more, and I never uh, tip less because the service is bad. He's in a classic restaurant situation. <laughs> so you think he should give his son less? No. Well. Here's the thing. Yes, but you just never end up doing it. But he is doing it. I know. But <laughs> so I is never he your hero? No, I think I think there's something that stops me which is I realize that, you know, this is how this person earns a living. Mm-hmm. So whether or not Look, I never get service where someone like comes out and like throws the food down and is like, eat it, pig. Because then I might be like, I think we're only going to give him 50%. Uh, but, you know, I, I think you just kind of have to, you kind of just have to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I... Or not even fair, just equal, almost. Because imagine what this is going to do for someone who's already fucked up. Yeah. Then his dad dies and he finds out that his dad always thought he was shitty yeah. and doesn't give him anything. Yeah, I I think um I I I, th- I also think that this dad needs to this dad needs to do something about yeah. this. Yeah. This dad needs to be more involved rather than like literally he's saying, eh, "I don't know what to tell you. He's just a bad seed and he'll never change." It's a weird mindset. It's a it weird, a weird it's mindset. A weird it's mindset. a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't, I don't know. I just, I think it's a very weird mindset to have for people in general. Um, I, and I think it's a very weird mindset to have specifically for your kid. And if 
if I were him, you know, like any good leader and I think good parents um, would, instead of just saying that their kid is a bad seed, try and, I don't know, take some responsibility as a parent, right? I mean... Yeah, well, you this, you need to do something at this point. I mean, to to just be like, he's a bad seed and there's nothing I can do and just kind of wash your hands of him. Right. It feels like this dad is not... I don't know. I think there should be some more responsibility on the dad's part. Like, mm-hmm. what he's doing, how he's reacting, how he's helping. Not that you can do everything for your kid, but... Do you know what I mean? You gotta I, do something. Yes. You gotta get in there and do something. I don't know if this is a military school situation. I didn't go to military school. I basically just did it for myself and I <laughs> crushed it. But uh, this, if I feel like if my kid is driving without a license, driving drunk, when Uber exists now, by the way, yeah. driving without a license, driving drunk, trying to stab someone, I think you need to get involved. And in fact, if anything, flip it. Give him 90%. Mm-hmm. daughter's gonna do fine that's true she is gonna be totally fine just give him a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> that solves um, everything uh yeah my advice here is i think the dad needs to be more involved the son i mean he's wild but he's a 16 year old dude they can be pretty wild and i think they need help um any teenager i guess can be pretty wild and and needs a lot of help and guidance he's asking if he's the asshole i think for sure yeah for sure i think the dad's being an asshole how could you think like if it if he's not the asshole, then that would mean the son is the asshole. Well, and to, I think to... Bolt, Bolt, look, the son doesn't sound like the best dude. No, but. Because he's not even saying here, he's like, he's always tapping everyone's sack. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. Like, no, he's, I see how it's, you know, look, he's like coming in chicks and stabbing people and, you know, driving drunk. He's not the best dude. He needs help. He's screaming out for help. Yeah, I think I think a little bit. He's also just being a bit of a dick. I mean, we can admit he's being a dick. Yeah, but this is more than this is pretty extreme. So to me, it's like he's this is more than just like I'm just a little shithead. Yeah, it's more than a shithead. Yeah, he's and I don't know. Maybe he's sort of feeling that his mom died. So like, fuck it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like whatever he does, it doesn't really matter. So I feel like the dad needs a new mindset and the son needs a new mindset. And I think that new mindset about life and people and all that needs to start from dad. It needs to start from the top and be, I don't know, hopefully a more positive influence on his son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we solved it. That was pretty easy. <laughs> We're the best uh, at giving parenting advice. Look, you now, know? That, now that we have a seven-month-old baby, we I, get it. I think I understand how to deal with a 16-year-old who's trying to stab people. Yeah, we totally get it. I mean, just, you know, start reading The Happy Sleeper. Get him to start self-soothing so that he's not running around stabbing people. I mean, part of the problem is he's probably got screen time right before bedtime. <laughs> it's true. He's not getting enough rest. It's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's the podcast for today. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.